0: Football season is all about competition. When it comes to tailgating, that competition isn't limited to the playing field. Start with better meat from Fairway. Hand-cut, fresh, and affordable, Fairway gives you the advantage in tailgating excellence. Get ready for kickoff with the best selection of meats and all the fixings from Fairway instant reaction podcast i'm john miller hawkeye nation.com following iowa's 48 to 3 win against middle tennessee state and it was a record-setting day for the iowa hawkeyes in a few ways one it's the most ever yards and a kirk ferentz coached iowa team has put up iowa with 644 yards of total offense in this game 293 through the air 351 on the ground Iowa 351 yards rushing, they averaged 6.9 yards per attempt. It was one of the most impressive rushing days that I remember Iowa having in the Kirk Ferentz era. I don't know that, I mean, they've maybe gained more than 351 yards in a game in the Kirk Ferentz era, probably not too many times, but I'd be willing to wager that 6.9 yards per carry to get to 351, Hard-pressed to see them topping that. Torn Young led Iowa 11 carries, 131 yards, including a 52-yarder, 11.9 yards per carry. Tyler Goodson with 12 carries for 97 yards, a long of 27, 8.1 average. That kid has a great spin move. He has an incredible dead leg. He has slippery cutback ability. I mean, he's, he's, he's in the Akram Wadley-Ronnie Harmon mold. He absolutely is. And with an, um, a full offseason and Iowa's strength and conditioning program, it's, it's going to be real hard to keep that kid off the field, especially as he improves as a pass blocker. I mean, Makai Sargent had 14 carries for 91 yards. I think much of that came in the first half, if not all of his yards came in the first half. He averaged 6.5 yards per carry as well so just a an absolutely dominant day three running backs for Iowa each with at least 91 yards rushing that's getting her done through the air Nate Stanley 17 of 25 276 yards two touchdowns no interceptions Stanley now up to eight touchdowns and no interceptions on the season he is at I believe 60 60 touchdowns for his career, one behind Drew Tate. Drew Tate sits second all-time at Iowa, 70. Uh, gosh, I can't remember how many long I had now. Was it 74? But Stanley uh, Stanley's closing in, averaging two a game thus far this year. By the way, that 644 total yards for Iowa is ninth most uh, in school history, and the most Iowa has gained since getting 658 against Northern Iowa in 1997, Uh, I think a game that Tavian Banks actually went crazy in that year, that coming from uh, the Big Ten Network stats guy. Our friend Matt Benson, at mbenson6 on Twitter. First time since at least 2000 that Iowa had three different rushers or three different players with 90-plus yards rushing in the same game as I just mentioned that Young, Goodson, and Makai Sargent at least had 91. Lou Kelly tweeted something at me in this game, and I went and checked it, and he's correct. Iowa's only turnover through four games, one-third of the season was Brady Ross's trying to flip the ball back to Nate Stanley, an ill-advised move. That's Iowa's only turnover. No interceptions. That's the only fumble that they've lost. That's pretty darned impressive. Another thing, I'm just going through some of the likes that I had or things I saved during the game on Twitter. And this was a graphic that was on television. In the last 17 years of Iowa football, 86% of Iowa starters were either NFL draft picks or or signed free agent contracts. I don't know how that compares to other programs, but it's got to be in the top 10, I would imagine, if not higher. And all 14 tight ends under Ferentz have gone into the NFL as either draft picks or free agents. Sorry for a little bit of a disjointed breakdown of the game and then going into some of those ten thousand foot things, but a little scattered here today, uh, two hundred and sixteen total yards for middle Tennessee state. eighty yards rushing is what they mounted. In Iowa's four games, no team has gone for over 91 yards rushing against Iowa in any one of those games. Iowa State had 91 yards rushing two weeks ago. Iowa with three penalties in the first quarter of this game, but that's the only penalties they would have, three for 20 yards. Iowa getting 30 first downs in this game to just 12 for middle Tennessee state. Iowa also 10 of 16 on third downs, three of three on fourth downs. Iowa ran 80 plays to just 51 for middle Tennessee state. Iowa has to be right at or near the top in the country as far as fewest plays allowed per game thus far this year. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah. Iowa came into this game allowing 52.7 opponent plays per game. Uh, They allowed 51 today. They were second coming into this game behind Navy, who allowed just 49 plays per game. It's pretty good. It's tough to score if you don't get the ball. Iowa averaged 8.1 yards per play in this game, 14.7 yards per completion. As I mentioned earlier, 6.9 yards per rush in this game, 6 of 6 in the red zone. Keith Duncan showing that he is mortal, missing a field goal in this game, but he hit from 49 yards, which is a career best in the first quarter, or in the first half rather, uh, and then from 42 in the third quarter, so he is now 10 of 11 on the year. Iowa just with one punt today, it's all they had to do was one punt. It was one of those crazy days. So Iowa had 16 third-down attempts in this game. Their average distance to go on those was 5.1. And Middle Tennessee State uh, had 12 third-down attempts. Their average to go was 11.8. That is just a defense that's getting the job done. Uh, A fantastic day today. Iowa's wide receiving core once again with 20 plus targets. It's the fourth consecutive game to start this season that the Iowa receivers, as a group, have been targeted at least 20 plus times. I don't know what the record of consecutive, you know, 20 or more targeted games is for Iowa relative to the receiver position in the Kirk Ferentz era, but I gotta think that this is this is it or it's real close. Uh, In all four of Iowa's games. Amir Smith-Marset, Brandon Smith, Tyrone Tracy, and Tyler uh, and Nico Regrini, rather, Iowa's top four receivers have caught a ball in each of those four games. Speaking of Tyrone Tracy, he also showed some very slippery moves out there in this uh, in this game. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset had a rushing touchdown in this game, made a nice catch. I, I think Nate Stanley's best throw in his arsenal is that deep seam or the, or the deep post route. He just throws those on an absolute laser. And he had a couple of throws in this game, aside from those that were really really pretty. A touchdown pass that he threw to Brandon Smith earlier in the game when Stanley was flushed out to his right on the run, hits Smith in the back right corner of the end zone. That is a tough, tough throw to make. Uh, it was an 18 yarder. It was a thing of absolute beauty. And then of course, uh, he had a long throw to Amir Smith-Marset of 38 yards that was over his shoulder. It was really nearly indefensible in this game. You know, early on there was a, a short, Crossing route across the middle that he threw behind Tyrone Tracy. Iowa would wind up converting on that third and long in that series. It didn't hurt him in this game. It's just the kind of thing that can hurt you down the road. Got to make the makeables. And I know some people, you know, there's a lot of people that think fans are too hard on Nate Stanley or that I can be a little too hard on Nate Stanley. And everyone's familiar with grading on the curve. Nate Stanley is one of the better quarterbacks to ever play for Iowa. Nate Stanley's likely going to leave Iowa breaking Chuck Long's career record for touchdown passes. He's going to be potentially top three, top four all-time in passing yards in Iowa history. So, of course, a lot is expected of Nate Stanley. He's a great player. You want to see him take that step forward to greatness in making the makeables. It wouldn't matter if his name was Joe Smith, a quarterback that has showed as much on the field as he has. That's why there's, you know, maybe there's too much because maybe there's not enough, you know, focus on what he does great. And he does a lot of things great. He's a great leader, but um, a very good day uh, for Nate Stanley. And he's off to an incredible start, as mentioned, over a thousand yards passing this year. And eight touchdowns and no interceptions that's pretty darn good now I'm going to get into something here that is probably apropos of nothing I don't know that it's a good idea to do comparisons like this but we just talked about what Iowa has done or what they just did to Middle Tennessee State Iowa's next opponent Michigan hosted Middle Tennessee State in their season opener Michigan had 26 first downs. Iowa had 30 against Middle Tennessee State. Um, Michigan had 453 total yards. We've obviously talked about what Iowa did. Middle Tennessee State had 301 yards against Michigan, 216 against Iowa. Michigan ran for 233 yards against Middle Tennessee State for an impressive 5.2 yards per carry, but we talked about what Iowa did in the 6.9 yards per carry. And again, this—you know—Michigan had two turnovers, and Middle Tennessee State had two turnovers. Neither team had a turnover today. So, you know, comparative scores is a slippery slope. It's usually a waste of time, which is why I started this segment saying it's potentially apropos of nothing. Because you can turn right around and say that, well, you know, Iowa and Michigan both played Rutgers, and Iowa just beat Rutgers thirty to, to nothing, and Michigan beat them. You know 52 to nothing and you know Michigan had 476 total yards of offense against Rutgers whereas Iowa had 438 Iowa held Rutgers to 125 yards Michigan holds Rutgers to 152 yards Iowa had 23 to first downs Rutgers had five Michigan had 28 first downs Rutgers had 10 Michigan only ran for 141 yards against Rutgers Iowa ran for 194. Michigan's average yards per rush against Rutgers of 3.4. That's actually something I think that's notable from this. A lot of this stuff is, you know, whatever, whatever. But from the eye test, having watched the Michigan-Middle Tennessee State game and obviously watching the Iowa-Middle Tennessee State game, watching Iowa-Rutgers, haven't really watched the Michigan-Rutgers game yet because I haven't had a chance. Iowa's offensive line is better than Michigan's offensive line. And Michigan, I think, returned nearly everyone. Iowa's is better. And Iowa has been without Alaric Jackson for three games for nearly a month. And based upon everything I've heard, he's, Alaric Jackson's going to be back for Iowa against Michigan. I mean, think about that. Iowa just, you know, Iowa put up all those yards today, the the, the impressive yardage total, the impressive six point nine yards per carry. Alaric Jackson isn't even playing I mean, they're down a potential first-round NFL tackle. Uh, and this offense is actually looking really good. Now, you know, we probably have to check ourselves, check our giddiness. This is the type of thing we saw from Hayden Fry go out and, you know, beat down a horrible opponent and put up a bunch of yards. And, you know, teams, great teams, the memorable teams are measured by what they do in the conference and, and how that plays out. Iowa at Michigan next week is enormous. I think whatever Michigan's best shot looks like this year, Iowa's going to get it. Again, I don't know what that shot is. I don't know how good a shot that is. But Iowa's going to get it because if Michigan loses that game, I think that it's the beginning of the end for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to get fired. I think Jim Harbaugh just moves on. I think they're they're going to be grinning, greased, and gas for that. Will it be enough? I don't know. The sledding is going to get much tougher, even though Michigan's defense this year I don't think is anywhere near as good as it was last year. It's probably top 25 worthy. Well, interesting stat this week coming into the games this weekend. Michigan was 127th in the nation in, in uh, tackles for loss. 127th in the nation. You know it was 128th? Iowa. That was crazy. Iowa had three sacks coming into this game. They had two in this contest. It's a huge game for Michigan. It's also a huge game for Iowa. If Iowa wins against Michigan and gets to five and zero, Iowa was ranked 14th this week. If they beat, I mean, they could potentially be near the top ten if they beat Michigan next week. Penn State absolutely pasted. Maryland, 59 to nothing on Friday night. And Penn State next week plays at home against Purdue. If Iowa beats Michigan, you could potentially have a top 10 matchup. You're going to have probably no worse than like a, a 9 versus 11. I mean, be one of the best games in college football in two weeks if Iowa can get past Michigan next week. Now, I've fielded a few questions from some folks saying, hey, if Iowa beats Michigan, would ESPN game day in Iowa City be a possibility? That really depends on what else is out there. So I'm going out and I'm looking at the week 7 schedule. And I'm looking for potential games. Alabama is at Texas A&M at Kyle Field, which is, at, which is Texas A&M's home for those of you uh, who don't know. Texas A&M squeaked by Arkansas today 31 to 27 so Bama at Texas A&M game day going to Kyle Field and College Station that's a tough one Florida is at LSU and right now both of them are ranked in the top 10 Michigan State is at Wisconsin Penn State is at Iowa so there's a lot of competition for ESPN game day I don't know that it will happen but there's a shot if Iowa beats Michigan and, of course, if Penn State beat Purdue. But if Iowa beats Michigan, I, I think Iowa's a better team than Penn State. They beat Michigan, they're 5-0. Beat Penn State, they're 6-0. and If they beat Michigan, that's the point in time when I think that my 8-4 and four prediction for this Iowa team is going to wind up being wrong. Wisconsin beat Northwestern today in Madison 24 to 15 that game's a lot closer than I thought but you know I I don't know why I don't give Northwestern Northwestern gave Wisconsin two touchdowns Northwestern's offense Wisconsin scored just 17 offensive points in this game and Northwestern's defense is fantastic Wisconsin's quarterback Jack Cohn was just 15-24 for 113 yards, no touchdowns, and one pick. Now, Jonathan Taylor got his. He had 119 yards on 26 carries, but I would take that. I'd sign up for that right now. If you said, John, that's all Jonathan Taylor is going to get against Iowa and they play at Madison, give me that all day long. Give me a 4.6 yards per carry average all day long. I mean, this was not a game for the faint of heart because Wisconsin gained a total of 243 yards. Northwestern actually gained 255. So this, I'll I'll look forward to talking with Dace about this one. Because I thought was, I I felt Wisconsin was, Wisconsin had 13 touchdowns, or first downs rather, to 21 for Northwestern. And Northwestern's offense has been atrocious. Maybe you got to tap the brakes on that Wisconsin game. There is a lot more ahead of Iowa than I was thinking. Beat Michigan next week, and I'm a believer. We'll talk to you later this week. You want to wake up and see the clock? Tired of contacts or glasses? LASIK eye surgery with Wolf Eye Clinic may be the life change you've been looking for. The first to perform LASIK in Iowa, more Iowans trust Wolf Eye Clinic specialists with their eyes. Call 833 532 8809 to schedule a free LASIK consultation with a Wolf Eye Clinic surgeon today.